disconnect. Good morning. Welcome to Declared Victory. This is Jay C and I am your host. Happy Monday. Good morning, Yvonne. Yes, God is good all the time. And we be praying for your cousin, and we love you. You have a blessed day. I love you, too. Oh, so sweet. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Happy Monday. Good morning, Sister Pizza. Happy Monday. God bless everyone on the you have a great day and happy Thanksgiving you with your family. Hey, hey. Thank you. Hey, hey. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so and much, Sister Lisa. But for all the children and all the children that's incarcerated, my grandson uh, is on a monitor at home uh, with a bracelet. I uh, know that God, even in that, he will save him and turn him around. So that's my prayer for him that he's already saved. For your grandson, you said? Yes, Martell. He had the court date on the 7th to go back to court, yes. But they put him oh. on the house, yes. Okay, got you, got you. Another so, You're welcome. You. you have a blessed day. You as well. Good morning, Good morning. Susie. Good morning, Susie. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, sis? I am doing well, thank you. God bless you. God bless you as well. Thank you. Have a have a good day, me. You too. Thank you. Good morning, Mrs. Tracy. Happy Monday, everyone. Good morning, Sister Tracy, and happy Monday to you too. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Magnificent Monday. It's kindness. I hope everybody has a wonderful, blessed day. Thank you, kindness. You as well. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's wonderful, Deborah Evans. Good morning. God bless you all. Good morning, Deborah Evans and Monica. God bless you too. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. You're welcome. Bye bye. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning, morning it's Penny. Happy Monday. Good morning, Penny. Happy Monday. And this is Prosperous Pam. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. JC, it's kindness again. Can I put in a prayer request for my son, please? Sure. Go ahead. So my son moved to Portland, Oregon a few weeks ago, and he hasn't been heard from from family or friends all week, and his phone's been going straight to voicemail. He's not real familiar with the area, so 
I just want to pray God's blood continue to cover and keep him that all is well. All right. And and what's your son's name? His name is Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson. Okay, moved to Portland, Oregon. Haven't heard. I got your kindness, and I'm praying for you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning, JC. This is Miss B. Good morning, Miss B. How are you? Okay. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, too. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Happy Monday. Welcome to a new week. God is good all the time. Amen, amen. Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Happy Monday. Hi, Brother Michael. Happy Monday. Anyone else before we get started? Okay, well, it's time to get started with the call. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello again, my name is JC and I am your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to continue call make sure to continue calling in during the rest of the month of November where our monthly theme is entitled leadership each declare will focus on how the leadership plays a vital role in planning sowing and reaping God's desire for us within the work we do for him make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too there is one announcement today first Please join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matters for Married Couples or Married Hopefuls. You can call in to the same phone number tonight, 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You will be happy that you did. Spoken prayer request today, the first one. This from, how did I write her name now? Forgive me. But she's praying for her grandson, Markel, who has an upcoming appointment this week, and he's home with the monitor. So we're praying that everything goes well for him in court and that, you know, if he's not accepted Jesus, that he will and straighten his life out. Jesus' name. The next one is for kindness. Her son, Malik Jackson, moved to Portland, Oregon, and haven't been heard from over the weekend. So we're praying for his safety and that he will um, answer his calls and that everything will be okay. Amen. The order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Ramona, 
The declaration will be brought by Pamela Jordan. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declare. Once again, the order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Ramona. The declaration will be brought by Pamela Jordan. Then we will go right into the gosh, got a little tongue tied, sorry. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. Scripture for today, John 13, 13 through 17. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you will know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. God bless you all. Have a beautiful day. Okay, you guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. God be praised. We are on the wake-up list. God, glory be to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to the throne, family. Glory be to God. Oh, Father. Oh, Father, who are in heaven, how I be your name, your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Father God, give us this day our daily bread as it give us this day father our daily bread to forgive one another as you have forgiven us father god and we thank you for your forgiveness we just say thank you for just being such an amazing god father god thank you for keeping us and thank you for just loving us just loving us lord your love has never failed us and we just say thank you father we just come with our heart just full placed on you lord god and we just know that there are prayer requests that are, that has been rendered father so we are first is praying for sister lisa's grandson and his his name is martel father god you know him you formed him in his mother's womb lord you know everything about him father god so we just praying right now because we know you as a just judge we know lord god that you can do all things lord so we just pray your will be done in this situation you know exactly what he needs lord god so we just lift him up to you and we just asking your will be done your will be done father god and we are also praying for malik jackson lord oh father you know exactly where he's located you know exactly where he at so we just plead the blood of Jesus over him, Father God. We just plead the blood of Jesus. We just ask you, Lord, to just to, um, lead and guide him home. Lead and guide him home, Father God. And we thank you because we know you are. We know you are, Father God. Thank you for your leading and guiding him back home, Lord. We just give you praise because you are amazing, Father God. And as we even lift our hearts, Father, towards one another we just pray for one another lord as we go on for today lord god that you be with us lord thank you for being with us lord and leading god in us holy spirit on today that we shall 
we shall walk the narrow path that you have for us. So we just ask that anything that is hindering us, Father, anything, search our hearts. Search our hearts, search us, Lord, that anything is hindering us from walking that path that you have for us, Father God. We say remove it in the name of Jesus. Remove it in the name of Jesus, Father God. And we thank you, Lord, that you you shall do it. You shall do it, Father God. As we even lift our hearts, Father, for even the um this country, this country, Father God, for this world. Father, you know exactly what's going on out there, Lord. So we just ask that you touch Israel. You touch the United States. You just touch this world. You sent your only begotten son to come and die for this world, Father God. So we just say, have your way. Have your way. May your peace be upon it. May your peace be upon it, Lord. And we thank you. We thank you for you, Lord Jesus, you, Lord Jesus, for getting us back in line, back in line in the relationship with our Father. Thank you that you came and died for us, that your blood aligned us back to sonship with the Father. So we just say, have your way, blood, run. The blood never loses its power. So blood continue to run through through us and cover us that all this in our bloodline shall be counseled shall be dismissed you did that because you saw us father god way before you created this world and you knew that we needed a savior oh jesus thank you for taking off your godliness and coming because you saw us you saw us lord and thank you father that you made a way you made a way that we could be back in line with you, that we could spend eternity with you, Lord, that we can love and we can love and we can stand on power and authority because of who we are, uh, because of who we are in you, Lord Jesus. So we just thank you for the victory. We thank you for the victory that has been won because you came and you did it for us, that we are accountable to you. Oh, keep us, Father. Keep us in your hand, and we just glorify you because not only that, you've given us the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, for your leadership. We thank you for leading us into all truth. Oh, anything that may be blocking us from hearing you, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus to remove it, to unplug it, to un do what you do. Have your way. And we thank you for it because we thank you that because we know your love and you want to see us free and free indeed. So we just say thank you, Father God. We thank you that we know that all things are working together for our good, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, that we can look to the hills which comes our help because we know our help is coming from you. So, Father, we just ask right now, Lord, that you just clothe us on today. You clothed us on today, Lord God, that we walk in the righteousness that you said we are. We are the righteousness of God. So we just say thank you, Father. We thank you. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you for just your amazing love and your your, your good intentions towards us. We just thank you, Father God, that your word shall never return void. So put a word in our heart, Father God, on today that we can ponder on and chew on, Lord. And we can just just um just walk in it 
Just walk in and be doers of your word. So just have your way in and through us on this day, Father God. And we just want to give you praise because you just good. You good, Father. We just say glory be to God. You are amazing, God. We ask you to touch our families this week as we come together, Father God, and be united. And we ask that you unite us in, in your name. Your name, Father God. And we say right now that any weapons that formed against us shall not prosper, that we shall come together in love, Father God, and remember that love comes from you, Father God. So we just say thank you for what you're going to do, Father, how you're going to do it, Lord Jesus, because we know that it's going to be good. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your good intentions towards us. We thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. We just thank you. We just thank you, Father God, for your amazing, amazing love. So as we come off of you and give you praise, give you worship, because you are worthy. You are worthy of it. Family, let's come off and just give God praise. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the new life that you have given us on this day, Lord God. Thank you for the new mercy and the new grace that we have on this day, Father God. May we also utilize the mercy and grace for others, Father, on today. Father, touch your daughter as she come and bring the word, the declaration, Father God, your word for us, Father. Open us up that we shall hear you, Lord God. And we thank you for her, Lord Jesus. We thank you that she says yes to you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that she loves you, Father God. Hallelujah. We just say thank you. Glory be to God for your amazing love towards us, Lord God. And also, Father, touch the unhoused on today. Father, as you just touch them, Father, may they know that they have a house in you, that they can look, that they can live in you, Father. We just pray that you just touch them in a mighty way on today, Lord, and you just feed them and be with them as you always are, Lord. And we just say thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your amazing grace. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Ramona, for that. Um, I really needed that prayer. Um, you are such an anointed, um, just vessel of God, and I just am so grateful for you and thank God for you. Um, to our greeter, I want to thank you this morning for just being obedient and uh, being available to just uh, greet each of us this morning on the call. And to Rochelle, I want to shout out to you. Um, girl, I thank you for your texts and reminders, um, just being so faithful um, to declare victory and, you know, always being on top of it. Uh, just appreciate you. And to our founder, uh, Dion, I just uh, love you, the love of Christ, and just appreciate you, my sister. Um, as it was stated this morning, our uh, uh, topic for this entire month has been on leadership. And today I want to focus on leadership as a um, as a legacy. Um, I've heard over and over on this call different ones um, speak about how they're not leaders and how, you know, I'm, I'm not a leader, but, you know, um, what was said was really good and, you know, really spoke to me, but I really want to um, encourage all of us um, this morning as we um, listen to the declaration and listen to what uh, God laid on my heart about, you know, what a leader is and how we each um, are called um, by God to, to lead someone uh, others to Christ. Amen. Uh, so let me get started here. Um, okay, can you hear me okay? Okay. Yes, you're clear. You're clear. All right. All right, so let me get started here. Believe it or not, we all are leaders. Leadership isn't always about a position. It's about a mindset. 
You're a leader to your friends or your coworkers, your family, and even your kids. Um, you might not be the boss, but you're certainly a leader because in the Bible we find uh, many examples of leaders um, who are like us, who might not be in charge, but still are leading with influence. Um, so let's look a little bit closer, even to home, and see if you can find leaders in our lives um, who have left legacies um, in each of our lives. Um, I know for me it was my mom, Lillian Jeanette Jordan, and she intentionally instilled values in each of us. Um, she left this legacy of who God was. Um, she not only equipped us with the word of God, but she equipped us with these witty sayings and reminders of how we should um, live in our lives. And we put them in the treasure box that we call our Lillianisms. <laughs> you see, she taught us how to be bold and courageous in our lives. Um, she used to tell us that the one who whispers down a well about the things they have to sell will never have as many dollars as someone who climbs the trees and hollers. <laughs> she would always kind of like encourage us to speak up for ourselves and to not be left behind. Uh, one of her sayings was walk softly but carry a big stick. She always would say you don't have to be the loudest one in the room, but just make sure that they know that you are in that room. Um, she would always say, speak up and speak loudly when it's necessary. And whenever it was that time of year when we had to sell candy or candles or something like that at school or Girl Scouts, mom would say, you can't go selling your papers at the end of a parade because everyone knows that the early bird gets the worm. Um, in other words, she was saying, get out of bed early and work harder and don't procrastinate in life. She not only um, taught us about how to navigate this world, but she also, more importantly, instilled in each of us the need for our own personal relationship with God and having that love and passionate relationship with him and how to walk by faith and trust him every step we take. I can hear her voice at the crack of dawn every single morning. All of my siblings would have to stumble down the stairs as we made our way to the living room. And I'm sure you've heard this before, where we would find my mother on her knees ready to start our morning family prayer time. And she would always say, a family that prays a step together stays together. Um, I even remember mom encouraging my dad after he lost a job because he got angry or almost lost a job because he got angry at a man on the job. Now, I don't know if any of you met my father, but you know when you saw him that his hands were humongous and he could knock someone out with one punch. I've seen him like literally bend rebar with his own hands. And I remember my mom telling him the night before, you need to just leave that job, Harvey, because if you don't quit that job, you're going to mess around and 
and and punch one of them white boys out and find yourself pushing up daisies. And at the time, I didn't know what that meant. But she was basically saying, Harvey, you won't be no good to your six children behind bars or in the grave. Because what's going to end up happening if my dad would have messed around or knocked somebody out or killed somebody, he truly would be in jail. So the very next day he went to work and he quit that job. And a week later, my dad was just kind of moping around the house. And, you know, my my mom finally kind of came up to him and nudged him gently like, um, Harvey, you need to start your own construction company. You're just as good as any of those other men out there building fences. And you even built this house that we're living in now. So God's going to bless you to build several more. And sure enough, he started H&J Construction, and it was extremely successful. And I can remember every Sunday morning that mom didn't just instill all of these um, isms in our lives, but how to navigate the world, but she taught us how to put God first. Like we were always at church. We were getting up every Sunday morning. Uh, we were at BTU at, at the beginning of church in the, uh, in the afternoon. I mean, we were at church all day long, all week long. And I remember one Sunday, my sister uh, came down the stairs saying that she couldn't find a brush or a comb to comb her hair and she wasn't going to be able to go to church that morning. And I remember mom told her, if you don't get in the car in 10 minutes, you're still going to church with your hair not combed. And my sister thought my mom was just joking because she thought that, you know, she would just assume with her classy strut down the center aisle of the church, she would never allow any of her children to come behind her with their hair all over their head. But little did she know that when we all filed out the door to go to church, my mom turned right around and called Sheila to come down the stairs. And she headed right up to her bedroom and snatched her out of the bed. And with better clothes she had on and with her head all over the hair, <laughs> With her hair all over her head, she forced her into the back of the station wagon. And my sister just cried all the way to church. And the minute we got to church that Sunday, I remember her grabbing my brother's jacket and throwing it over her head and running into the girl's bathroom. She apparently tried to fix her hair before she went into the choir to sing. And my mother always made sure that God was first not only in our everyday lives, but every Sunday. Like I said, she she never wavered in that. Um, she wanted to impress in all of our lives, um, even the grandchildren and the great-grandkids and the great-great-grandkids, that she always wanted us to know to put God first. And no matter what situation we were in, we were always to exemplify a Christ-like character because God was always watching. <laughs> I remember vividly her last two weeks on this 
birth that she requested to see all of her children and grandkids. And she even made it a, a point to speak to each of them and speak privately into each of their lives. And the ones who weren't able to come in person, we got them on the phone and at her request and, and she spoke into their lives. And two days before her 90th birthday, she bowed her head at the end of her excruciating battle with Alzheimer's and she began to pray and quote scriptures like, I would trust in the Lord with all my heart, lean not into my own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. And she would say scriptures like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And any, the, many may not, you know, consider my mom to be a leader, but she was a leader. Every day of our lives, she ran that house. She made sure everything ran smoothly. She made sure we had everything we needed for school. Miss Lillian was on top of it. I mean, she ran our house like the highest branch of the military. And even my dad had to fall in line. I mean, she was always preparing us for the future and what was come because she knew one day she would not be here to push us or encourage us or to tell us what to do. And so she instilled into us you know, the love of one another, like don't fight with your brother or sister because one day you, that'll, they'll be all that you have in this life. And she passed on those legacies to us so that we could pass them on to our children. You see, passing the baton is an art. Passing it on to the next generation as a leader with faith in God that all things are possible. I used to run track in high school and college, and I was a sprinter, and running the 50 and the 100-yard dash, um, I guess I'm kind of dating myself, <laughs> telling my age by using yards and not meters. Um, but when I was in high school and college, we ran the 100-yard dash, um, not the meters, um, but because I was a sprinter. They always wanted me to be on their relay team. And the relay team was not just about how fast you ran, but it was about the skill of passing that baton from one runner to the next. Because the first thing they taught you about passing the baton was making sure that you're lined up just right behind the next runner and that as you are approaching them, you're, you're to, you know, alert them to go so that they could start taking off and simultaneously you're putting the baton into their back hand as they're reaching out to grab hold of it. You're letting go of it. And then they switch it over to their right hand and take off running. And this task has to be a smooth transition because if something went wrong in this transition, and the baton was dropped, the whole race could be lost in the transition of the, uh, the baton. And the key is that you have to let go in a timely manner, just as the, fronter, the runner in front of you takes off down the track. 
because this task is so difficult to accomplish, it required numerous practices, techniques, and it required hours and hours of perfecting it. In other words, it required preparation. My mother knew that one day she would no longer be here on this earth, and she needed to prepare her children and her grandchildren in order to uh, survive in this world without her. She knew she needed to instill in her children the love of Christ, and she knew the importance of prayer and fasting, and she knew that she must share her knowledge in each of her children so that they could live successful lives in this world that would oftentimes hate us for the color of our skin. And she knew that her children must learn to trust in God and have faith only in him. She knew that we had to have a renewed mind that was always set on him. She knew that we would have to acknowledge God. She knew that we must put our path and our eyes on him. Um, it reminds me of Joshua and how Joshua equipped Elisha to be his successor and how he trained and prepared him. And then how Jesus even prepared Peter, who was often childish. <laughs> and what we learn from these leaders in the Bible is how to leave a legacy to our children and grandchildren. Let's look at Moses. Before Joshua was sent to search out Canaan, his name was Cassia, which meant Hebrew for foundation. And his passion for, for God kept him constantly next to um, Moses, and the Hebrew word for uh, uh, Joshua was, and Yahweh was foundation, salvation. God is my salvation. And on Exodus 24, Joshua witnessed firsthand the power of God. And Moses modeled this courage and meekness and obedience in God. And, and Joshua knew and understood that. So when it was time for Joshua to cross over into Jordan, into the promised land, he, he listened to, to God who told Joshua that Moses, my servant, is dead. And now you and all of these people must get ready to cross into the Jordan River, into the land that I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites, and I will give you every place that you set your foot. As I promised Moses, as I was with him, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And we see the same thing with Elijah, who handed off the baton to Elisha, Elijah, and Elijah 
means father in the faith. And fire down from heaven came down and single-handedly took him up to be with God. And Elijah, before that, God asked Elijah to anoint Elijah to be his successor. And Elijah was a farmer. And Elijah followed Elijah all over. And then when the time came, Elijah came to the time where he had to hand off because Elijah would not leave his side. He witnessed his ascending to heaven in a chariot of fire. And that young prophet wouldn't even rest until he was given a double portion of that same power and that same anointing as Elijah. And Elisha picked up that cloak that fell from heaven, and he went back and stood on the banks of Jordan, and he took that cloak and he struck the water, and he he called out to God, and said, where's the God of Elijah? And when he struck the water, it divided into two, to the right and to the left, and he was able to cross over into dry land. And, and people were watching from Jericho, and they said, the spirit of Elijah is resting on Elijah. And then we see Jesus, who is a great leader, who was always preparing to pass the torch to to each of us to walk in obedience. He said that even greater works shall we do. And Jesus Jesus um, uh, began to uh, train and prepare Peter. Now Peter was, you know, childish. Peter was, you know. Uh, doing his own thing, not always listening. Um, we find Peter wanting to walk on water and then sinking. He was constantly a, a, a number of trials and fails, uh, wanting to try but failing. He failed to work, recognize his purpose, Jesus' purpose to go to cross. And no matter how successful you are, leaders will fail. (laughs) The hardest thing about being a leader is failure. Jesus warned Peter in Matthew that he would um, one day uh, day, uh, deny him. He said, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times that you even know me. And Peter promised Jesus that he would never do that. But when Jesus was arrested and illegally tried and beaten, Peter became scared. And he was worried about himself more than he was being loyal to Jesus. And people began to recognize Peter as one of Jesus' followers. But being scared, Peter denied it ever knowing Jesus three times, just as Jesus prophesied. His heart was broken. He knew he failed Jesus, and he didn't want to uh, deny knowing Jesus, but he was caught up in the moment, and he froze and, and made a mistake. But Peter didn't wallow 
in this failure. After Jesus was crucified, Peter observed his Savior uh, transfigure, and he uh, cried uncontrollably, and he he knew that um, uh, that Jesus would reveal Himself, and when Jesus did reveal Him to Peter, um, He still loved Peter. Peter uh, was uh, the love of Jesus' life. He He uh, said, "Upon this church, I'll build my rock." And Peter, sometimes he'd rise, sometimes he'd fall, but. When the Holy Spirit descended on Pentecost, it was Peter who, with passion and power, who stood before the crowd in Acts 2 and and preached one of the first sermons following Jesus' dead and glorified God and recognized uh, Jesus as Christ. And he regretted um, um, not uh, didn't, he regretted denying God, but he didn't sit there. You know, it's not about our, our greatness that matters. It's Jesus that matters. It's, it's not about who we are, but it's about Jesus. It's not about our failures. It's about Jesus. It's not our skill or talent. It's Jesus who keeps us going. It's not our ability to become a leader. It's Jesus. It's not a double portion of power, but it's Jesus. God said that those who honor me, I will honor. Proverbs 13, um, Pastor Phelps once said, um, your gift will get you in the room, but when you got God's spirit in you, your gifts will fill up the room, and others will try to hold you down. But it's God who will raise you up, and and he will bless you in spite of what people will try to do to you. You see, leadership is not easy or comfortable. God has potential for each of us when we're willing to lead others in the right way. The Bible's filled with leaders who took small steps and had big impact on people around them. We too can take those small steps and be the best leaders that's possible to be around those who are around us. Just turn around and look behind you. Who's following you and where are you leading them? Because we're all leaders to some capacity. So let's just remember it's never too late to lead them to Christ and leave a lasting legacy on somebody's life because God will give us the strength to do so. Amen? Amen. Um, At this time, um, I want to open the call up for uh, those who were unable to um, uh, say good morning or who just want to say good morning or um, who uh, have a word to say. Um, let's start with the men or new callers. Any uh, new callers or men who would like to say good morning? This 
Good morning. This is Humble Al. Thank you for your words of encouragement. Amen. Amen. And who did you say you were? What's your name? Al. I'm I'm a regular. Al. Oh, good morning. Anyone else? Good morning. This is beloved Barb. I absolutely adored your declaration. My heart is so warmed by your upbringing. I just wish I had been a part of a family like yours. You are so blessed. And thank you for sharing. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, Anyone else? Um, Everybody can just uh, come on. Um, I think you just hit star, star, if you need to take yourself off of mute. Um, Good morning. It's sunshine. Good morning. Hi, good morning. This is Catherine. Nice dec- declaration this morning. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, this wonderful Wanda. Thank you for your declaration. Good morning, wonderful Wanda. Good morning, Pamela. That was a beautiful, beautiful message. Really blessed me. Have a blessed day, family. Well, thank you. God bless you. Um, We can just open the call up for any questions or um, insights or maybe um, something that was spoken, um, touched you or or you might uh, want to reflect on. Hello, hey, this is Moxie. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, Pamela. That was such a beautiful declaration. I so agree. You know what's amazing that constantly stick out is, of course, your mother and how she loved and leaded you guys. And not just leaded you guys, but leaded your father. When you said that, how she gave him that nudge to start his own, you know what I'm saying? That just shows you the role, who we are as women to our husbands, you know? to how we're supposed to be, you know, to, to be able to inspire them and lead them to be better, greater, you know, to go for their dreams and go for, you know, things. But I just love just your whole declaration. I just really pictured your mom and everything. Thank you for giving us that beautiful, like, picture. I love it. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Good morning, Pamela. Good morning, Ms. Rochelle. Such a beautiful declaration. Oh, my God. I can definitely comprehend on so many levels. Um, I think I just shared with my sisters over the weekend how my mom was such a, um, how she passed the mantle and made sure that I was holding on to it tight. So it brought back when you talked about the um, the relay race with my daughter. Oh, I used to dread getting up so early in the morning, but I knew how important it was for her to do something that she liked. And she was actually um, one of the the relay racers and actually the last one to bring it in. So as the strategy of, you know, the 
three racers going and how important it was to strategically hand over the baton and make sure you grab it correctly so you can hold on to the mantle and run the race um, and have a successful end um, holding on to the things and the the strategies that, you know, the other two have brought um, to bring it on home. So that was so good. I like um, when you talked about Elijah and Elisha and Elijah and Elisha, and the the nugget that dropped there was how um, Elijah was such an example to tell him um, to listen, teaching him how to listen. And when he understood that it was the voice of God that was talking to him, he told him to hearken and obey. So it was a lot you said in there. I got a lot of stuff out of there, but I really, really thank you. For your declaration um yeah so beautiful good to hear you again amen amen yeah and the key to you know running a race a relay race is you know the first runner has to well each each leg of the race you know you have to be willing to let go of the baton and sometimes as leaders, we don't want to let go of the baton. You know, we want to hold on to it forever. But, you know, God calls us, you know, to prepare that next generation and to, you know, be willing to let go of the baton to continue the race so that that next generation can take it on and continue the race. Amen. Good morning, Pamela. Good morning. It's Dee Dee. Oh, it's so good to hear you your sound. I love you. Continue to pray for you guys and give my David a hug. I'm hearing his sound. Your um your share this morning was so sweet. And I could hear the love and I can hear what your mom just poured into you and, and like the others have said when you were talking about your dad, I got tickled because I can only imagine his hands and as a, a black man, my bonus dad was an electrician back in the day in Oakland when there was not so many. I mean, he was the, one of the best unions, so he went through a lot of racism and stuff like that, but he was really, really light-skinned, so I think he confused a lot of them, and I'll, I'm only saying <laughs> because we went to, we went to an, uh, uh, what was it, a reunion type thing for like 40-plus years, and he was one of the oldest guys there, and some of the, you know, the Caucasian men who were probably mean to him that were that were still alive sat they sat us all at the table and so I to sit there and hear some of the stories it was just, just reminded me of your your dad and how your mom said listen because I get it he probably would have hit one of them like my, my bonus dad actually had a confrontation but it all worked out so I'm just saying it's great that when you look at leadership roles and how your mom is telling your dad to to just to start his own business. It reminds me of how we as women and mothers and wives and aunties and grandmothers, we too, it's a leader role, a leadership role that I don't even think most of us know we have because we're mothers, right. you know what I mean? Are we? But I'm telling you, I'm growing into this leadership role and I'm getting ready to start charging my son because he has, <laughs> you know, he does music, but now I'm getting put on his, his event. And the first couple of times, he just said, Mama, I need you to show up. You know how they are. It's a show right. on Saturday. He's telling me Saturday morning. Uh, excuse me, young man. <laughs> so, But what he's doing is having me pray and open up the event. So Amen. I did it for the third time. And it's really blessed me because to see these millennials look to me, and I'm getting so many coming to me for prayer or to share. And it's like, that's leadership. 
right? It doesn't, I don't need a title. I have one, but, but you just blessed in this whole month of just leadership. And like you said, we get in so many different um, declares and sharing, but this morning, your share, I can hear your heart and I love you so much. And again, um, thank you for sharing your mom and your dad and, and David and just your whole life. You are so amazing and it's good to hear you back on the call. I love you. And I want us all to remember, like we said, this season, reach out. We are all going through stuff. It may not look like it, but we all just need that love turned up. So I love you and I hope to see you, you soon. Thank you. Thank you. I love you too. And I pray we get to see each other soon too. <laughs> I know it'll happen. Good morning. Hi, beautiful. Good morning. Uh, there were two. But... I'll, I'll go after. This is Prosperous. Oh, Hi, okay. it's kindness. Thank you, Prosperous. I just wanted to say thank you so much for that wonderful declaration. Um, I truly needed to hear that this morning. And what you um, gave me this morning that was placed in my spirit was the same uh, parallel story about the Padan. It reminds me of our life. So we may be the ones that are in the race. We have to walk through life. But the most important part of life is God. So how you referenced that baton and you said, you know, if you drop the baton, the whole game is forfeited. If we drop God, life is forfeited for us. So I just thank you. There were some other nuggets that you, you know, gave me too, just inspiration about your family, your mother, and how she stood on the pillar of God. And, you know, that was her rock and her fortress. And she she um, blessed many generations with that. You know, sometimes when we come into money, you have a very successful business that, you know, she helped her husband, which is your father, establish. She never lost her faith. So I just thank you for your inspiration and your word. I thank God for what he gave me this morning through you. And I just say blessings over your life, beautiful. Um, I appreciate you more than you know this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, yeah, and what I didn't say um, about my dad, um, you know, he was very strict, dominating man. Um, but he, you know, he accomplished great things. Um, we learned all this, you know, when my mom passed and we were going through her obituary that she wrote <laughs> for us. And, you know, we found out all these things that she had did and accomplished. And, you know, my dad became the great man that he became because of her, because my dad didn't even have like a fifth grade grad, uh, education. And so she was the one reading all the contracts and telling him whether or not it was a good deal to do and telling him how to negotiate and taking care of the books and adding things up and making sure everybody's paycheck was done. And, you know, she ran everything for him. Um, and, you know, it just made me realize what an amazing woman she really was. You know, oftentimes I think when I was younger, I used to, resent her being a stay-at-home mom and I used to be like you know why don't you get out and get your own career why don't you get out and do this and you know that was my my thought about her like I was embarrassed to tell my friends she was a stay-at-home mom but you know it made me realize you know what she really accomplished and all that she really was doing um, behind closed doors to make the house work you know. Um, uh, go ahead, Prosperous Pam. 
No, I'm just listening to you and learning. And I just leaned in even more when I heard you speaking because I've been lifting you up in prayer as well. Um, some of you Amen. on the call might not know, but, you know, um, Pamela, you lost your mom, like, recently. It's been recent. So I'm so... Yeah, I'm so, two months ago. <laughs> yeah, this is recent. And I'm just learning from you. And um, it's just a lot. I don't want to um, start breaking down, but I just... I'm so thankful for your word, and I was going to um, just highlight a few. A few of, It was amazing, um, just perfect, just like what everybody else was saying. Um, uh, you know, you were talking about when you mentioned Peter, um, that was really eye-opening to me because um, he denied him. But I think a lot of times when we talk about Peter, that's what we talk about. But then you went on to say how much God loved him. Jesus loved him. And that just, I don't know, it just filled my heart and and just showed me again how God's love is not like man's love. And I got to stay in in um, his word with the Holy Spirit and prayer. just And just knowing his word to just know that Jesus loved him still. Um, that was just really powerful. Um, and then going into Acts, I just really got to go back into the word because that, was my takeaway. A lot of times we, because of how, well, I know some of us are grown, myself included, you know, it might be by guilt trip or whatever. So I was just like, okay, Jesus denied him. The game is over, but it's not. So thank you for that um, message. And then when you were sharing about your mom, um, you were talking about, you know, again, what everyone else is, and you said, you know, you were ashamed of her being a stay-at-home mom, but isn't it great how God's will be done? Like, and then we see after like, wow, God, you know, how much of a blessing she was. She reminds me of my dad who passed away 20 years ago. He was the quiet one. And, um, but a lot of times just because you're quiet, just like you said, just because you're not yelling does not mean you're not making a statement. They said at my dad's funeral, they said he, they called him the Godfather. He didn't say a whole bunch, but when he said, you know, you lean forward. So um, I just love that. Okay. And then lastly, you know, I got to talk about the track and field because I, I ran too. I was a sprinter and on the relay. And another rule, it was just so powerful to me. I kind of, I welled up because I thought about the, you know, I ran the 400 meters and the um, I did the dashes too. So I remember, <laughs> but I did the 400, the relay. And what God gave me was, just me reminding me of when we were practicing and one and in the sprint races you don't look back and that's what God told me and I like welled up because I know sometimes I look back and stay there and um you know in life and it just was like a reminder I can't stay looking back because again as a sprinter in the relay you know we talk about the baton and those are all so important things but the handoff we, we, you know, I got to be, I got to run. If I'm, if the person's handing off to me, I got to run and I'm not looking back. I'm looking forward and then I'm having my hand back. And from that, they know where to place it. So I right. hope this blesses someone as much as it does me, because if you stop, if you look back, you gonna get, you know, it just, it's, there's an art to it. So I just thank you so much for your message. So glad to hear your sound. We'll keep you lifted in prayer. God bless everyone on the call. Amen. And uh, Prosperous Pam, I just want to let you know um, how much I appreciate you and that 
Um, this declaration today was actually inspired by you. Um, you know, I hear you on the call and I hear you, you know, on the women's call and, and you frequently say you're not a leader or, you know, well, I know this doesn't really apply to me because I'm not a leader. And, you know, I wondered how many other people feel that way because we all have the um, propensity to be leaders. We all have that in us and it's being influential in the people that we do speak to and the people that we do encourage and, you know, the people who we are uh, do come in contact with and, you know, how are we using that because, um, you know, some things that you say um, on our Thursday call and on our call, um, even in the morning, you you say things that are inspirational, but yet you feel you're not a leader. And, you know, I just wanted to encourage you that, you know, you are a leader. We are leaders, you know, whether it's, you know, a huge mega group or if it's, you know, two people that we are sharing with and we are encouraging you know, we're still leading someone. Amen. Amen. I totally hear you. Amen, sister. Oh, and that's the one thing I wanted to say, too, is um, when we were talking about your um, mom and dad, last thing I, I kept thinking of saying, behind every great man is a great woman. That's what I was hearing when we were talking about your dad. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Bless yeah. Amen. Well said. I, I just wanted to add, there was a man that came in my life. He wasn't my father, but he was a father figure. Um, this one in Richmond area, his name was John Wiggum, and he taught me a lot, taught me how to really, truly how to pray, and I think that's why I'm so powerfully strong in that area. And it's like when they were gone, you're like, okay, I wish they were here, but actually they're here. They're here in spirit with you. And it's our turn, as the sister was mentioning, about the correlation about the track and field is true. We are the baton carrier, so we got to carry the baton to the next generation. And as hard as it appears when you don't have those individuals in there, you got to become that individual. You're the next one in line. And, um, you know, a lot of us change is not, not easy, but it's necessary for our growth. Amen. Amen. Well said. Good morning. Good morning, Good Sister morning. Pam. This is. Hi, this is Persistent Priscilla. I just want to say, first of all, thank you for your declaration. I um, am busy this morning, and I had to take the phone everywhere with me to make sure I didn't miss anything because I felt like you had invited when the, you had invited us into your home, into your life, and it was warm and welcoming, and it was um, you were teaching us, and um, it was personal touching, loving, God-filled, all of that. And I just loved it. Um, and I thank you for making us understand just how simple leadership is. We tend to grandiose it in our minds. You know, um, we look at maybe that leader, leader, and think, oh, that's what that is, okay? And that's not us. But actually, if God called us, and I think Brother John said that, if God called us, then if you're called by the power of the Lord, then 
how could you say you're not a leader? How could you say that? Um, because where are you, you're probably leading someone somewhere. And then you made me reflect on, I was thinking, I reflected on, that's true. I started thinking about those that are that God has assigned me to. Because when God called us, that was a part of the calling. Little did we know when we answered to it. Um, okay. That was a part of it. <laughs> and, and, you know, we didn't think that way at that time. But as we're all growing and walking this thing out and through, um, I thank you for just making it so simple and clear. Yes, you are. Um, you've been called. This is the way it is. And yes, you are. And I and I thank you for talking about Peter's one of my favorites. And I don't know why I identify with Peter so much, but I like him maybe because he's made he made so many mistakes. Um, but yet he kept he kept getting up and he loved the Lord and he's the only one that walked on water. So. Maybe that's the, I don't know why, but I just thank you for pointing out Peter um, and, and, and how much God loved, how much Jesus loved Peter. Um, and God loved Peter as well. He loves us all, but Peter was, it was something special about Peter. Maybe the walking on water was it, but there was something where he stood out. But I appreciate you bringing him to light. Um, but yeah, it was just a really good, simple, yet truthful, yet profound, real, that touched us all, I think, declaration. I, I just so appreciate you, and it's good to hear your sound. Amen. Thank you, my sister. appreciate you, too. Good morning. This is wonderful. Thank you for your declaration again. Um, good morning. Listening to you, uh, I was, like, right there with you, um, like someone else shared. Um, it just seemed like you come from a real warm, welcoming, loving family. Um, I, I, I pictured family dinners, I pictured apple pie baking on the oven, um, just love. And immediately, once the declaration was over, the enemy was like, don't say nothing, because that doesn't apply to you. Um, with that being said, um, I didn't grow up in a household like that. Both my parents were absent, absent. Um, there wasn't, there was some love, but it was more fear instilled. Um, there was a lot of shame. Uh, there wasn't a lot of direction. My father passed when I was 15. My mom passed when I think I was 20. Um, so, you know, I I wandered through life like lost because I didn't have, I didn't get that. I didn't get the direction. I didn't get the nuggets. I didn't get the life, you know, trinkets. Um, and then I had children and I did, to them, the only thing I knew was which was what my mom did to us, and so they're all adults in their thirties and forties, and now I get to hear from them how you know them being parents to their children or them navigating through life that they're realizing they're not or were not raised emotionally 
with, you know, the love and the trinkets and the, you know, that you need to navigate through life, the the basic fundamentals. And so um, it's a lot of guilt and shame. And, you know, I, I when I hear people talk about their parents, I try not to think about my mom and my dad because it's like a negative memory. Um, and I try to make it as loving as possible, but I have to face reality of, of how my childhood was. Um, but the, the hit is, is that I'm a, I'm a child of God. Um, I have a new life. Yeah. Um, I'm walking in Christ. Um, I yeah. get a do-over with my children yeah. and with my grandchildren. And um, I get to let go of that thing and that guilt um, from the past. And I get to forgive my parents. Um, and just be grateful that I get to hear joy and happiness in somebody else's childhood. Because um, I can apply that to my life today. You know what I mean? I can, I can apply it. Um, I'm just really grateful that I have the willingness and the humility to speak when God tells me to speak or to do when God tells me to do. You know, my, my son tells me all the time that I'm the matriarch of the family. And I, I to myself, I'm like, what is he talking about? I'm not a matriarch. I'm not a leader. I'm a failure. And it's like, I'm not a failure. I am a leader. I am a leader at work. I am a leader to others, you know, um, because yeah. I walk with God. And so... Um, I'm just really, really grateful, and I really, really appreciate you sharing your testimony and um, allowing us to to walk through your childhood with you. It's a beautiful thing. Amen. You guys Amen. have a great day. <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Um, I mean, don't get it twisted. There was a lot of chaos <laughs> as well. Um, and in fact, um, you know, I think as children growing up, because my dad was really the strict, strict, strict one. Um, and I think that we weren't aware of how blessed we were until my mother died. And then we begin to start reflecting on, wow, she did this and she did that and she did this. But, um, you know, we... Um, you know, there was chaos. Uh, we were talking about the other day, how we didn't know how my mom took like one chicken that had eight pieces and feed eight to 10 people at the table. But, you know, she managed to make it work and we all got fed. But, you know, so um, I just thank God for you that, you know, you now, um, you might not have had parents that that nurtured or taught you about who God is, but you now through your relationship with Jesus Christ are being taught, you know, by the hand of God. And I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, he's hand, hand tailoring you and, you know, walking you through everything that you are to do and be for your children and grandchildren. Now, I love you. I love you too. Thank you.
Is there anyone else who'd like to share? I just, I'm, I'm just going to add, um, you know, what it also brought to mind is, um, you know, the difference between leaders and power and people in power. Like, I don't know why it's kind of, it's, it's hitting my heart a little bit, but kind of circling back to what you said, the main thing is Jesus, God being the first and the center of our lives. And, um, especially as you rise, if it's, you know, if it's like a notable leader, if you're like in the, that's why I, maybe I say, I don't really, I don't mind leading. I'll do whatever God wants me to do, but I just really like when I see people on TV, I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't, I, but I don't know how I can handle that. You know, people following me because I with great, that comes with a great responsibility. Now I will do what God puts in my heart to do. And I believe I'm doing it. Um, but I'm just thinking about all the people who, like, you know, you see even on media who have risen, like, over the years, and they fall. Like, you know, and I I think about the person who just shared on the call about, there, I think, uh, I don't know if, it's, if this is a correct statement, but I don't think it's bad to instill a little bit of spirit. My parents did. My mom did. And it kind of kept me to go the right way. And she used to always say that stuff will always come back to you. I remember as a kid. Whatever you do will come back to you. So I don't know, in my, in my little child mind, I'm like, well, I don't want nothing to come back to me. But I'm kind of seeing it in the media and people who are like, they're really successful for years, years, years. And it's it's sad. It's heartbreaking. I don't know what's happened. I don't really wasn't there. But I just pray that we all, yeah, I know I got to stay close to the Lord no matter what, especially the more he gives, the more he elevates. Um, I just got to stay close to him and I just continue to pray because just like Peter denied him I don't want to ever say oh I'm not ever going to not uh, displease God I need him every moment of every day so amen. just wanted to add that amen and and it's not always about how big of a leader you are or how many people you have following you um because I mean, this is another thing my mom used to always tell us. You know, don't don't go to church to look to to to, to um, you know worship the preacher, or don't go you know you know because of the man, but you know you go because of Christ, because your relation and dedication to Christ. So you know, sometimes people have big followings because um, they make it about themselves. And it's it's leading people to Christ, not leading people to me. And so, um, you know, I'm not saying that's the case in, in every situation, um, but, you know, we have to make sure we not take our eyes off of, off of God. And, you know, that's who needs to be at the forefront and, um, you know, not not man. Hey, it's Dee Dee again. Pam, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I'm in the supply closet at the school. It's so sweet. Um, I keep just thinking about just you, you sharing, and uh, Wando made me think about it because, you know, when you are a product of a divorce home and you grow up thinking one way, right? For us, my parents divorced when I was six, but I can remember being 
around so many of my friends who have mom and dad and then going to a Methodist church where we were like the one of the few, like my mom was one of the few single women. So we were treated a little bit different. But as we've grown up, and I can remember going to parties and being around some of those um, two-parent houses that I thought was just everything, because when you don't know, I'm thinking, you know, they have it all, but you just said it's nothing perfect. No family is perfect, and so you can't um, compare. You know what I mean? It's kind of like God's plan is what it is. So for me, um, I always thought I would never have that happen to my kids, and I ended up being a, you know, a divorced woman raising kids, but now they're telling me the same thing. They grew up thinking one way, but God's plan is what it is. And so you can instill in your your kids. And like you said, your mom, ooh, she was able to tell each and every one of y'all to pour into. And that's a beautiful thing. That's so beautiful. That that just resonates in my heart, how precious she was and how God allowed her to tell each and every one of you guys something to keep with you. So that's beautiful. I just wanted to share that. Amen. Yeah, it, it was just you know, even in her state of Alzheimer's, she still knew her children. She knew her people. Like she knew, you know, who who to call out for, who to ask for, who needed her, who who she felt weren't, um, you know, not that all of the ones that she called on, you know, but there were some that she called on that we knew were you know, living in the streets, you know, living that life. And, you know, she knew she needed to say something to them, that she needed to speak into their lives. And so we gave her that time to to talk to each one, and each one, you know, had an opportunity to spend time with them. And there were a few of my nieces and nephews who she, they shared, you know, what she told them, and she they were like, they told her, she told them, you know, I know you're fine, you're doing good, and just continue to keep your hand in God, and, you know, just continue to trust God, and you're living right, and you're doing good, you know, but then there was others who, you know, she really, you know, felt that need to tell them to get their life straight, and, you know, it's just amazing, you know, in the midst of her Alzheimer's, she still had enough know that, you know, she wanted to make sure, you know, before she took her last breath that every one of her children and grandkids, you know, heard from her voice, you know, how important it was to put God first. And, you know, it was, it was really emotional and um, touching to see her do that. You know, it was like her job wasn't done until she, you know, really continued to press Christ, you know, and share Christ to each one of us. Even though she did it all along, a lot of us went astray, you know, and she wanted to, you know, just kind of one last time, you know, direct them. And that's what one of the things she's spoken to me was that, you know, she you know, wanted me to make sure that, you know, nobody's lost and to, you know, keep going and speaking the word to the family. And, you know, I don't want to fail her, but, you know, I I um, feel that there's um, times when you don't feel worthy or feel, you know, that, wow, that's a big ask, you know, but I don't want to, you know, fail her or to disappoint 
her if she's leaving this in my hands to, you know, continue sharing Christ with everyone. Hey, Pam. Um, yeah, as you begin, I just thought about it. But right, right before you said, um, before you spoke back to Dee Dee, I pictured your mom and we, I think you mentioned something about the foundation and as she taught you guys in growing up. And even in the midst of her Alzheimer's, you said it, even the last thing that she knew to say was the scriptures. We know that everything will pass away, but it'll be his word that stands. And that was the foundation that she stood in. That was so, oh my God, that was, oh my God, yeah, I'm see. that was so beautiful just to be able to see the word come alive. I think a lot of times we don't think ourselves as worthy as um, you just said, but when we know that, I think the greatest mantle that we can pass is being that life of a life of being an example um, as Christ was. I think it was so important that he came and lived a life um, as a human, wrapped up his deity and came and showed us as an example that we can do those things. And now those are what leaders do. They continue to um, I think is the word exonerate or show um, what it's like to be a leader and how we can see it in action and catch on and grasp on just like grasping that baton and moving forward in the things that we learn. Of course, we all wasn't raised the same way. We all wasn't raised by um, responsible um, uh, parents or tried to be responsible or they fell short. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. We're not going to keep talking about that. It's not their fault. But we have a duty now because we're learning to do better and to know better. Now it's up to us because we know better and do better to be better leaders and bring up better leaders. So, um, yeah, I just, that word, it'll never pass away. So that's why it's so important when we meet here and we get what we get, that it is substance and we apply it and we cultivate it and we get in our word and we pray and we fast and we do the things that help to build our spirit man because it's a spirit man, the word of God that's in us that will stand. So again, Grace here, um, you just heard, you just, Amen. yeah, you did it again. Thank you. Amen. Um, yeah, when you were speaking, it made me think about yeah, in the midst of her Alzheimer's, but even in, you know, uh, in her funeral, you know, I mean, those who attended her funeral, she literally planned out her entire service. She, I mean, she had told us about it like 20, 25 years ago that, you know, if anything happens to me, go over in the bedside and in that, um, little nightstand, you know, there's a drawer with the purple floater in it and everything in there, you know, my will is in there and everything else is in there, you know, and she literally had her obituary written out. Um, she had who she wanted on the program and it was cute because periodically if someone had passed before her, she would have their name crossed out and then have somebody else in there and, you know, she had everybody who she wanted in that service and that service was so beautiful because when we went back my my pastor and I in Arizona were talking about it and 
you know, people who she had speaking and um, reading scriptures were people who were the left out and the cast out and the, you know, people who had um, um, failed at, at, at in some way in their lives. You know, um, one of the young men who saying he um, had a call on his life to preach and then he um, went into drugs and got caught up in drugs. And uh, one of the young men, another young man who's saying he um, was our church's financial director and then he ended up um, getting caught um, embezzling and did a couple of years um, in jail and um, the church ended up like, you know, forgiving him and he didn't do time even though the prosecutor was pushing for it. He didn't do as much time. He did like maybe nine months. Um, but another young lady who um, was married and I'm actually her her son's godmother um, she um, ended up leaving her husband for a woman and um, you know married a woman and you know it's like you look at all these people who were like misfits in the the um, Christian world <laughs> And what the idea of Christian is, and you know, it's like my mom was still teaching and showing her love to people who felt, you know, uh, cast out or, um, and you know, she never crossed their name off the list. She kept them on the list, even in spite of things that may have happened or transpired, because she still loved them. You know, she still had a genuine love for. For people, and you know, it was just beautiful because she still was ministering and teaching and preaching um, to all of us, even in the midst of her funeral service. Um, if there's no one else who has anything else, oh, go ahead. Uh, this is Mary. I just wanted to say good morning and thank you so much for your uh, beautiful declaration and inviting us into your life. And it was just such a blessing uh, to hear your life and how um, you know it can impact our lives, the story you told. So thank you so much. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, I know we're. Um going long this morning, um, but, you know, I just want to encourage all of us to, you know, really know that um, there are people who we influence every day in our lives and people who um, are looking to us. Um, and that as long as we keep our eyes on God, um, he will direct us in how to lead and what to say and uh, what to do, um, because we truly are leaders, whether we're a mom or a wife or, you know, a sister or a brother, you know, we are leaders, and he's calling each of us to keep our eyes on him, and as my mom's favorite scripture, you know, he will direct our path, you know, she always 
um, used um, Proverbs. Um, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thy own understanding and all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. So he will direct your path. He will direct the people who you need to speak into and so into. And he will direct and order your steps. I love you all to life. If there's anyone else who has anything before we close, I just want to say thank you for your share. I enjoyed everything you said, and I want to say I'm happy for how your mom um, raised you and your and your siblings. And may God continue blessing you. And sorry for the loss of your mom. Love you. Amen. Thank you. Love you too. Yeah, this um, I thought for sure I would fall apart in the midst of this declaration, but I thank God for his strength and um, keeping me uh, strong to, 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 to work it out. <laughs> All right, I won't keep you guys. I love you guys to life and um, want to encourage you to, you know, continue to trust God, keep your hands in God and he will direct you. Have a good evening or good good morning. <laughs> Have a blessed evening. Wonderful, blessing, wonderful. Well done, you Pamela. You are a leader. A blessed morning, everyone. Uh, uh, bless everyone. A blessed day. Love you too. Have a blessed day. You too. Amen. Bye, you guys. Love you guys. Have a magnificent Monday.